what's up everyone welcome to yet another episode of in these quarantines i am your host the juggernauts and let's dive right in of wonder vision i think it's set to drop today uh i decided to just do a recap of the previous episodes to catch up on time and um i'll try to do this more frequently after each episode drops and do a quick recap on each episode and my thoughts my theories and what i think about the episode uh first of the bat i'm impressed with what marvel has decided to do with phase four um of course we phase one to three were incredible the stories were incredible the way the end game wrapped up all the loose plots and um he had the uh, far from home and other movies that came after it. it was really really entertaining but i love the fact that marvel is taking a more daring roles taking on um adding trying to add little twists and turns to their stories because by this time around we're kind of used to the regular mcu affair so it's interesting to see them diversify to branch out to different new things first thing i want to talk about is the mini series it's a smart move um of course comic book stories are vast and extremely voluminous and not every you can't always have um two hours to kind of jump out these movies and these stories into one I, for one, am a huge fan of miniseries generally because I feel like it's a longer way of telling and building character. Some of my favorite miniseries of all time, or, or even form of series, or even miniseries um, like Sharp Object or Night Off. Um, with that being said, Wonder Vision, incredible so far for me. Anyway, of course, this is subjective, and I'll come down to the other aspect of the of the the, the um, point of view regarding the episodes. But to speak about the show. It's incredible take incredible incredible adaptations one thing i've loved marvel for when it comes to adapting comic book stories is this is they do not necessarily do it verbatim they take the core elements look at age of ultron for example they took the core elements of the ultron story and then did their own spin to it same thing with infinity war of course they could not access all the characters but they took a, um, a lot of key elements you know Thanos trying to wipe out half the population that's all you need in an adaptation personally I'm not necessarily one that sticks for a bit um, don't get me wrong some um, other forms of adaptation have done that to very success I for one I'm a huge fan of the Watchmen movie that's the 2008 movie um, with, uh, I really that was almost a bit um, and it worked for me but necessarily it doesn't always work all the time just look at the dcu in some regards and some other adaptations that try to be verbatim i like the fact that they are willing to twist some things to fit the current generation for example jarvis being a butler in the comics yeah it kind of makes more sense because iron man takes, takes place in the first century for him to be an ai same thing with wong of the strange you've been a man servant during the time when Doctor Strange comics came out in the 1970s, but now it's upgraded to be just be just be under sorcerer. So I, I love those things they do. So back to Wonder Vision. Um, of course, this is a loose adaptation of the House of Pan. I mean, loose. It just seems to be shaping up the core things, which is Wanda loses a touch on reality, creates her own pocket dimension, which I'm going to get to in a brief moment to cope with her loss. That is the, that's the basic thing you need and i for one i'm good with that the mcu has shaped become its own monster its own thing to the point that you can adapt stories from the mcu into other mediums i love that about it the mcu has built its own universe so i'm not a stickler for 100 um, accuracy i don't want to necessarily see something in the comic be replicated word by word i love to see references obviously 
case in point, the scene in Captain America Civil War, uh, with uh, Captain America and Iron Man fighting at the end, you have this brief clash um, moment of clash where uh, Iron Man repulsed blast and Captain America should come into contact and it mirrors the, the it mirrors the post uh, the front page cover of the Civil War comic. Things like that are nice, nice subtle Easter eggs, but the core elements, as long as it's retained, I'm fine with. Now, um, WandaVision starts with a um, very bizarre <laughs> 1950s-esque sitcom um, um, presentation. It's Wanda and Vision, newly married, moving to the new house. You have regular antics you expect from shows like I Love Lucy, um, the, the Van Dyke, Dick Van Dyke show and things like that from the past. I'm not going to lie, personally, um, I, I, I didn't grow up on those form of sitcoms, but I'm familiar with them. I'd seen one or two reruns occasionally. Um, of course, the format is well known. Uh, you, know, you have the, the um, three camera angles, you have the laugh track, you have the kind of um, over the top acting and on the nose humor. It's it's typical. So um, that was what we called, and I love that. It, it was such a refreshing take on something we've not seen before in the MCU. It's obvious that we're eventually going to get more exposure to the actual MCU esque action or used to but i love this build up it gives time for us to actually watch and observe one down vision kind of grow together and get more into the personalities that we've probably ever seen in the movies so that that, that was really really cool i really loved the first episode second episode was just the quality just as delightful uh, with the whole magic appearing act and it was very wacky wacky and whimsical as, as you expect of this kind of sitcom from the 50s and 60s um of course with episode three we got to the colorization um kind of further into the 70s kind of aesthetic um still a lot of weird stuff is going on a lot of theories online as regarding who is what um sure we've seen some of them and they're quite intriguing um i love the fact that the mystery regarding the show is there even though everyone kind of figures out where it's going to end per se but i love the fact that there's this genuine mystery far deep into the mcu i mean for any basic person that's grew up on the comics is a bit is impressive how the mcu still managed to shock us i mean far from home was genuinely a great shock with the multiple reveals and they're doing the same thing with wonder vision so far which i'm impre- which i'm impressed by now episode three ends with a massive reveal obviously of Geraldine who has been revealed to be played to be Monica Rambeau who is the um, child of um, um, Rambeau from um, Captain Marvel that's another thing I really love my god the interconnected um, interwoven let's say characteristics that they've they've, characters I mean that they've created the MCU is incredible the way a person from one forgotten old movie another movie from the MCU shows up on another without much fanfare it's really nice to it's nice to observe because it makes you understand that the MCU is this entire universe for example now uh, we know that Jimmy Woo from Ant-Man is going to appear in it and Darcy all the way from the top franchise is going to appear it's a nice way to take um, secondary characters and kind of make them somewhat important without having to create new characters so that way there's a connecting theme already there's a history there so it's easier to just buy into their characteristics so um, a lot of easter eggs you know sword is going to be the uh, some seems to be the people involved not shield um, in the comics of course sword is uh, more or less 
a version of shield that operates on the galactic intergalactic um, scale yeah think of them as the ones the space version of shield but i think the mcu version is going to be a form of organization that deals with um super weapons from what i understand from the revised acronym of sword for the mcu as opposed to the comics so um i think the comics the sw stands for satient world when the tv show stands for satient weapons and let's be honest wonder is if not a very powerful weapon so yeah we get the review um kind of of geraldine being blasted back into our reality oh my i love the, the part where the aspect ratio literally increases from 4 by 3 to 16 by 9 from the old format literally as she passes through into um, the current um, era it really it really extends <laughs> that was really clever and um yeah there's a lot to unpack um agnes the neighbor the nosy neighbor played by Catherine Han, a fantastic actress i'm really happy to see her getting her um getting her own kind of uh attention now um, fun fact, Catherine Han, the woman that plays Nose Neighbor, actually voiced Dr. Octa- um, Olivia Octavius in the Into the Spider-Verse movie, which was wow, fantastic movie. I'm really looking forward to the sequel. Yeah, so regarding um, the Nose Neighbor, uh, her name is Ag- Agnes in the show, but I feel like it's kind of obvious. Everyone knows she's probably going to be Agatha Harkness. There's a lot of references to it, from her pendant to her um, kind of this old pilgrim boots she wears and the fact that Agnes <laughs> could just be a portmanteau of Agatha and Harkness just remove the the last um, last label of Agnes uh, sorry of Agatha and the first label of Harkness and you have Agnes yeah so it seems like she's gonna be there um of course in the comics she has tidings to Mephisto Mephisto Felix which is like the Marvel's version of the devil a lot of theories are coming up as regarding that the fact that that is Mephistopheles is the person who's going to, uh, is going to be the main villain. Um, she keeps mentioning that there's her husband Ralph, which, which is unseen. Um, I'm of an opposite theory though. Uh, it has been confirmed that the Wonder Vision is going to connect directly to Doctor Strange 2, what's still um, Multiverse of Madness. So I'm thinking, and I know um, there were early rumors of Nightmare being a potential villain to appear in Doctor Strange 2. So this makes me think that the fact that Wanda has created a perfect reality, she could either be in a trance, um, she could either be knocked out unconscious in the real world and just kind of creating this universe um, within her mind. So I feel like, um, personally, I think Nightmare might be the one influencing things. I may be wrong, obviously, and I think Agatha might be working for him. Um, I could be wrong, I could be Mephisto, as many people have theorized, but I feel like um, to tie in with the Doctor Strange sequel and knowing the Nightmare might be a potential character to show up in Doctor Strange too, I feel like he might be the one behind the strings. Yeah, so that's that about, about Agatha. Um, a lot of other Easter eggs are there. Um, we have the our first person mentioned about Sword. Now I'm talking about the performances. Incredible, incredible. Um, <clears throat> Paul Bethany and Elizabeth Olsen really shine as Vision and Wonder. I love it's obvious Bethany is really having fun with the role as Vision now. He's not just the robotic character he plays in the movies, he's really having fun with this kind of range and flexibility. It's nice to see that Elizabeth Olsen really shine. Her, 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 her range as an actress is, is wickedly underrated because she comes from an indie movie background and i'm loving how she's getting more kind of big blockbuster roles as she actually intended to 
Um, the performances are great. Um, the, the action so far, I mean, we won't really see much action, but the comedy and time is good. Is it what you expect from a Marvel offering at this point in time? Um, so I'm looking forward to the next episode where shit's gonna really hit the fan. More stuff will be revealed. And yeah, um, so Wonder Vision is an incredible show. Um, I feel so. I heard some negative reviews, and I think it came from a, um, I would say. Uh, maybe a lack of understanding. I think first of all, the black and white thing threw some people off. They weren't prepared for that. They were confused as to what's going on. But personally, this is a nine-episode miniseries, and this is just the first. Three. This is not even. This is just quarter way. Uh, one third. I'll be third way. I feel like people should be patient enough to see what's going to unravel. Once the series is done, then you can give a full verdict. So that threw people off. Then additionally. Um, <laughs> We're currently living in the binging, binge-watching culture. Unfortunately, Netflix has kind of spoiled us with the way they drop full episodes and stuff. And especially during the pandemic, where people were, were trying to were craving for um, video content. So we forget that TV series once used to come out serially, you know, weekly. So um, it kind of feels like a slap to the face when these kind of things happen. Similarly to what happens with the boys season two. So Wonder Vision dropped the first two episodes on the premiere date. People watch it and like are starved for the next episode, so they feel betrayed when they witness that. Oh wow, um, we have to wait a whole week. But, but personally, I, I kind of missed that in a way um, because of the way one of Vision is shot, and each episode is in a way self-contained, even though there's an overarching story to be told. So for me, it didn't feel too jarring. There are certain shows I can't watch um, serially. For me, I need to binge watch them, especially something that is a heavy crime drama. If it's an action series, it's a bit easier because it's more flair. But when an action series, when it's a heavy drama series, something like Succession or Billions, I find it hard to wait episode um, weekly. I'd rather just binge everything to kind of consume the whole content, especially because those shows are, usually have um, a lot of deeper writings to them and you know a lot of um, terminologies and vocabulary. So it's, it might be easy to get lost. And even with plot plot threads so can get lost in the mix so um that's that's all for for the one vision the first three episodes it was really fun to watch nice change of pace for marvel i'm looking forward to um winters um what was it called that's the falcon and the winter soldier i feel like that was throughout the reason why i'm really really i'm excited for that is at this point in the mc we've kind of crossed that threshold of normal um like you know Guardians of the galaxy captain marvel doctor strange we've crossed into the realm of surrealism mysticism space the cosmic the cosmos and everything so it's refreshing once they want to kind of get back some of that winter soldier kind of um, fresh and um, groundedness that we got from Captain America 2. So that's what I'm looking forward to. This um, Captain America and I'm um, sorry, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Next, we have Loki, which I mean, the trailer was so delightful. When I first heard of the project, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. I mean, I felt like Loki is a character is, as endearing as he is, has kind of been done. I feel like his arc has been complete. He has, he has really entertained us, but I uh, kind of love the time hopping shenanigans he's going to be involved in. And kind of going through history and kind of taking over and rewriting things. That's something Tommy Dustin can really play into. So I'm looking forward to more of the um, mini series shows that are going to come out. And I'm really excited. We have She Hawk, Miss Marvel. There's going to be new, new ones coming down down the pipeline. And um, lastly, um, I don't know what you guys think. Black Widow is such a shame that this movie should have come out since last year, has been pushed almost indefinitely right now. Uh, personally, I feel unfortunately not not to the 
um, discredit of the movie, but at the point in time we are in the MCU, Black Widow feels a bit dated because this is a movie that takes place after Civil War and way before Infinity War and he's a character whose fate we already know. So I'm really, really hoping that Disney can release it earlier and better. I understand that they have to make, uh, they have to want to recoup so whatever um, investment they put into the movie, which is logical because it was meant to be released for the theater and not for um, streaming. But at this point in time, I feel it's taking, it's even costing them more to keep delaying it, pushing it, because they have to make more promos to remind people. And by the time the movie comes out, you don't, you don't want the movie to come out after something like, like Wonder Vision has kind of broken the ceiling, changed the landscape again in the MCU. So going back to something like Black Widow, which as entertaining or as good as movies going to be, I feel like a step back. I, I, I personally feel they could, of course, this would lead to some losses, but um, kind of like what they did with Mulan on the Disney Plus channel, kind of releasing it at a higher price charge. I think it's, it, might, it might be more beneficial. I could be wrong, but it might be more beneficial for them to do that. I just keep on stalling for a grand theater release and just cost more for promotions and things like that. But that's just my opinion. You guys can think different. Do you, would you rather see Black Widow now or wait for it to be released in theaters even after other MCU outings? So uh, this has been my recap of WandaVision. What do you think about the show? Are you enjoying it? Um, do you think it's dull? Do you think it should pick up the pace? Um, what do you think of the miniseries format MCU is going with? I love the fact that they're actually spending a big, uh, uh, they're willing to spend the money, uh, like a big budget on these miniseries like they would a movie. So there's no real downgrade and that's actually applaudable on Disney and Marvel's side. What do you guys think? Uh, look forward, forward to the next episode. More truth would be revealed. More storylines will be explored. More plots to be twisted. <laughs> and um, it would be nice to see where this is going. Let me know your thoughts. If you can, um, feel free to like, share. And as always, stay safe and stay tuned.